Do you want to be inspired by other brilliant business owners? Find out how and why they set their brilliant businesses up. Discover some of the triumphs and struggles they face along the way. If so, then you are in the right place. Welcome to the Brilliant Businesses Podcast. We interview business owners to find out their story and journey as to how they set their businesses up. We believe that story is an important way of making their businesses shine, and we share those stories on this podcast. Keep building those brilliant businesses. So good morning, everyone. Welcome to a Brilliant Businesses podcast. Uh, my name is Nick Bryant, and I'm here this morning with KJ Dersmar. Morning, KJ. Morning. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good to see you, good to see you. So you are from Worldwide Web Design, um, making websites work. Obviously, you're, you're a web builder, website company, great name, by the way, well chosen, we'll speak about that. But you also specialize in management software and online business solutions. Um, let's start, KJ, by you telling us how you got into web, website building and how, how, you know, how your history has changed to where you are today. Yeah, about 20 years ago, I was working for two uh, part-time uh, businesses, two charities, and I had two part-time jobs that were kind of merging. You know, sometimes I'd do a little more on one, sometimes more on the other, but it was yeah. about 20 hours each. Right. And then one day, I literally woke up and I thought, what am I going to do this week? Because neither worked, there was anything to do. So I thought, well, both projects really need a website. In those days, not everyone had a website. And, you know, I had some friends who said, it's quite easy if you can code, which I could. Yeah. So I literally went to the library, got five books out of, you know, dummies for websites, how to make websites. Okay, yeah. And I thought, you know, at least I've got something to do this week. But at the end of the week, <laughs> I'd had two websites. Somebody really? helped me get them on the uh, online. And then when, uh, you know, six months after that, when one of the bottom jobs came to a natural end, I mm. decided to, you know, create websites uh, because so, I thought that was something I could do and uh, it seemed fun. Yeah. So what what year was that when you started learning how to code? And- I think that was 2002. So right. So uh, yeah, quite a while in, you know, in the early days of the internet. Yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, I got in there pretty so early. So uh, there was probably not many people building websites at that point. Um, you got in there early, I guess. That's right, yeah. And, so when, when did websites start? Was that like 98, 99, something like that? The first oh. time I looked at a website was in 96, but I think right. they started in 94, 90, you know, it, it kind yeah. of gradually evolved from older systems, but mm. websites really became a thing, I think, just before the millennium. Yeah, okay. So what services do you offer with your with your website company? I think our core services are websites, booking systems, management systems, and also, you know, the reason people want a website is very often to get more business. Yeah. And we can help them more business by getting them on page one of Google as well as through social media. Okay. Um, and let's talk about the team because it's not just you, is it? Let's talk about who you people are in your team because you're based here in Eastbourne, aren't you? Let's take that. Yeah. yeah, I'm based in Eastbourne. I started in 2002 just on my own working from home. Uh, but uh, then in uh, 2010, I got really busy and it was either a case of turning work down or, you know, taking the plunge and, ex- you know, expanding and taking on staff. Yeah. So I've been in Hyde Gardens ever since initially with uh, one uh, member of staff full time. But it's now grown and I've now got four guys working full-time. Right, okay. It all started as apprentices and then we've got one uh, lady who works part-time doing content and a few other bits and pieces. Okay. And the guys that work full-time, are they all sort of coding away? Are they all got different roles or how does that work? Yeah, three are uh, developers and one is uh, mainly testing as well as doing answering the phone. So okay. uh, yeah, one is a senior programmer. He does a lot of clever stuff. <laughs> one of them is a more of a front-end uh, developer who helps to make things look pretty. 
Right. And then, uh, you know, Jaka uh, Jr., he helps the senior programmer with the co- more complicated stuff. Okay. Now, you sort of found a little bit of a niche in booking systems, didn't you, um, um, a while ago. Talk us th- through that and how you, people, how you help people with those. Well, in the early days of the business when I was working from home, I um, was doing it full-time, and then the, uh, the credit crunch came when all of a sudden banks were no longer lending money to anyone. And, yeah. you know, the days when your cat could get a mortgage and all of a sudden nobody could <laughs> yes. get a mortgage. And the, the devastating uh, impact that had on business is that, you know, as a lot of you know people that were in business at the time remember, there's just no sales, no money, no nothing. Yeah. And so I had a few clients, not enough to really earn a full-time living. And it was a case of either, you know, I write this storm and, um, you know, or fiddle my thumbs. But I decided the best thing to do was to develop a product which would take three, four months. And I thought, you know, probably at the end of the year, the new year, uh, the uh, the business will turn around and stuff will come in. So I decided yeah. to create a product that I could then resell in the new year. Okay. So I went overdrawn quite a bit, but then in the new year, the product was finished and I started selling it and then gradually the overdraft kind of disappeared. So it was a success. Okay. You know, we, and it, uh, the system that uh, I created was a booking system for bed and breakfast. Right. Okay. And in those days, they didn't exist. Nowadays, you have, you know, all sorts of systems, bookings.com and mm. a, a package called Avivo that's quite popular. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. Uh, but in those days, you know, if if you had, um, you know, uh, bookings, they would email you or call you. And mm. a lot of bookings from America, they would email you in the middle of the night. And then in the morning, you'd wake up and see all these emails and you reply to them. Mm. But they'd already booked somewhere else. So for our clients, the American bookings was a problem because they weren't getting them. Yeah. And uh, once they got the booking system, you know, the Americans could see that they could book on the spot, pay deposit, and they got more bookings. Mm. And so that's how we started. And uh, that was before bookings.com came into existence. So, yeah, we hit the booking market quite early on. Yeah, that sort of just streamlines things for them, doesn't it? Yeah. It just takes the um, t- takes the, sort of the, the manpower away from it because it happens overnight. It happens without them having to do anything. And I especially, expect, especially in someone like Eastbourne where there's a lot of bed and breakfast as well. You know, yeah. you have, have you captured quite a big market here? Um, the booking uh, market isn't just for the uh, bed and breakfast. We do obviously have some locally, but we've also <coughs> do booking systems for all sorts of other industries, including dog fields. You know, there are people who own a field and uh, dog walkers uh, pay to use that field. Okay. So we have booking systems for that, camper van hire, uh, also booking systems for restaurants, table reservations, etc. So, yeah, quite a, we've diversified the booking systems so in you, various you, industries. You sort of, um, you've, made, you've made a product that can be dropped into any industry. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, okay. I think one of the, uh, you know, one of the real key things where we specialised in is making bespoke booking systems. Where you know, there is all sorts of packages for you know the general industries like the, the restaurants and the and the hotels. Yeah. But you know, to get a booking systems for bicycle hire, for example, that they don't exist. So we get calls from people who say, you know, I need something that doesn't quite fit my industry. Yeah. Okay. And our core system does ninety percent of it, eighty percent of it, maybe. And so we then adjust it for that client. Excellent. That's pretty unique. Mm. Is there, are other people doing that or is trying to do it? But not as good as you, of course. No, I mean, <laughs> well, the, the, what we sometimes hear is that people get these systems, you know, developed from scratch. Yeah. And when a web design company or web development company gets these kind of requests, they often get an Indian 
uh, backup centre okay. to code it, and you know the quotes go out in the region of seventy thousand. Yeah, right. And then sometimes people pay that; it's kind of crazy. Whereas we could do it for a fraction of that. And okay, we'd probably do it better because we've got the, the experience to do it. Do you have other website companies coming to you to to, to ask for help with that? Or? Yeah, we have done a number of times. Okay, where you know we have a web design company that said, "Look, we need a little bit of extra help." Yeah, uh, because we have the specialist software, and uh, we either do it for them, and the client doesn't necessarily know we're involved. White labeled sort of. Yeah. yeah, or the client says, "Look, you know, I do the website, you do the booking system, and and we charge the client their client uh, directly." Okay, that sounds really cool. Um, let's move on to the sort of websites that that you make and and your charges um, and how you you work that out. Yeah, very often come, clients come in and say, you know, how much do you charge for a website? Yeah. The answer is very simple, the same as the price of a car. So, <laughs> But not want, that much. Yeah. Well, do you want a 50-year-old Mini for 50 quid yeah. or do you want a brand new Mercedes for, you know, 60,000 or whatever? Yeah. And so it's the same with websites. It really depends a little bit on what they want. I mean, we can do a website very, very cheap uh, with minimal content, but it often pays more. It pays better in the long run yeah. to get a, a decent website that costs more. Mm-hmm. Because it's all about the image that you send to your potential clients. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some people have done their own website for free. We're using one of the free packages that you get out there. But all they will end up with is a website that doesn't look particularly great. And it can be very costly because if, you know, you put on Facebook, you know, does anybody know somebody who can do X, Y, Z? You know, people will recommend who they know. Yeah. And uh, so that is why uh, the website, even if it's poor, gets viewed by people, you know, through recommendations from their friends, from their clients. Mm. But if that website's done poorly and is not really a reflection of their business, then the, the, the recommendation will go nowhere and they won't even get an inquiry. Mm. Whereas if the website is done well, it represents the business well, then, you know, those, uh, those recommendations will turn into inquiries and hopefully into sales. Yeah. The website really is the shop window, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and um, your online presence. And um, if your presence anywhere in, in, in business is not strong, then people aren't going to use you, are they? That's right. Especially when there's so many others to look at. You have yeah. to be over, over and above your competition. We recently mm. had a client who queried whether he should have a website because he said a lot of his work comes from word of mouth. And I said, great, you know, that's... There's no nothing that beats that. Yeah. But then I showed him the stats that 400 people had clicked through Google to his website in 12 months, and he had no idea. <laughs> and so he then, uh, yeah, he's never queried my bills ever since. <laughs> More customers like that, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about the how you work um, with with Google and SEO because it's not just a case of sticking a website up there. Obviously, there's more to it than that, but it's also how. Um, Google recognize it and the rankings uh, and talk us through how you help people with that. Yeah, Google, um, Google SEO, just getting people top on page one of Google is, uh, is a skill that we've developed and yeah. we've developed a program, a package, you know, and once we've implemented that program, uh, it works. Okay. And if we deduct from it, you know, sometimes clients wanted to do this or that, you know, the, the program works. If we follow the rules, then we get the results. Okay. And it's because the program is, is designed to influence Google's algorithms. Now, those are not published. Google never tell what exactly the algorithm is, a very well-kept secret. Mm. But there are certain things that we, we know and, uh, and, you know, and we analyze it every month. Yeah. All the SEO programs get checked once a month. Um, and, uh, you know, if there is an issue, we will know about it. We'll deal with it. And we, uh, you know, every month I see the graphs just going up. Excellent. You know, the, yeah. And on a good um, SEO program, we will double the visitors to the website every year. 
Okay. Um, if it's a new one, you know, from scratch, then obviously we'll, we'll get there faster. But for ongoing projects, that's usually is the, uh, the case. And we do quite a few things. It's, it's getting a good, well-built website. And we find Google doesn't like the freebies. You know, if somebody just goes with the freebies, they cut corners as far as Google's concerned. They don't yeah. get, it's very difficult to optimize those. It's about getting good content on the website, regular changes, good social media. And also a key thing is to get good Google reviews on their Google business yes. page. Yeah. So as far as the optimization program is concerned, we check those Google pages. Yeah. And we will work with the clients uh, to get more reviews, you know, with limited Sometimes clients, you know, we tell them and nothing happens, but mm. it's something we have to keep pushing, saying, hey, get those emails out, ask your clients once they've done the work, get those good reviews in. Yeah. They're very important. Yeah. There's some, I think there's something on where you go to Google Review where you can click to say write review and it actually creates an email for you to send to your clients, That's isn't right. it? Yeah. And I think if you do, do a polite email and say, hey, um, you know, could, we recently did some work, would you mind just telling People generally do it, don't that's they? And right. it just doesn't yeah. take long out your day. Yeah, and that's one of the things that we do. We mm. make sure we can edit their um, Google uh, business page, uh, mm. which often, if we do the website already, that's quite easy to do. Yeah. And then uh, we will monitor that for them, make sure that they can also uh, access it. But yeah, within that, there is that link that Google give you that yeah. you can easily send to your client. So we often uh, you know, prepare an email to the client saying, hey, pass this on yeah. whenever somebody's happy. Okay. So with your websites, the way you build them, do you, um, do you use any of those sort of WordPress platforms or anything like that? Because WordPress is a bit better than the Wixes and the Squarespaces, or is it not? Well, WordPress has been around for a while, and yeah. it's the package that a lot of web designers use mm. uh, because it is the best on the market. But okay. we've developed our own systems, right. which are a step up from that. So okay. we have, but it's not on the market in the sense that other web designers can't use our software. But when we take over a web, you know, we have a WordPress website that, you know, a client has and we redo, which we tend to redo them, then often we see an, a, a straight increase in Google rankings. Do you? Because Google, uh, you know, Google recognizes this is a bespoke system and they, they value that more. They like that more. Yeah. yeah okay. Also in the, you know, five, six years ago, WordPress were very easy to hack and it was a, <laughs> yeah. a problem. These days they tend to be more secure. But the WordPress is also limited to what you can do with it. And very often, you know, especially with the management systems or the booking systems, mm. uh, clients, you know, want this, want that. And with those kind of software, which we did use in the past, you know, you sometimes have to say clients, you know, you can't do this or, you mm. know, we had one client who had a WordPress designed. Um, they'd had a graphic designer designed the interface. And then by the time their web developer had, you know, turned it into a WordPress site. It didn't look anything like really? the, uh, the, the graphic designer's uh, idea. Whereas what we can do is we can take a PDF from a graphic designer and just recreate it pixel by pixel. Okay. And that's something you would not be able to do in, in WordPress. No, no, that's true. You mentioned back there about, <coughs> um, security which is obviously a massive part of it as well. You know, WordPress sites being hacked or, or, or any websites being hacked. Um, that's a big part. Is that something you can build in when you build a website to make sure it's secure, that yeah. that doesn't happen? Yeah, whenever yeah. we've had uh, hacking attempts, and, you know, we have hacking attempts all the time. It's yeah. every night, but um, they, don't, they normally don't go anywhere. Okay. But when, when we've had uh, issues with, uh, with hacking where, you know, a hacker has got in, we really go to town to make sure, you know, it's a bit like the airline industry. When an accident happens, they go to town to make sure. Right. It doesn't it happen again. It never happens again. So yeah. we have a very, very good safety record. Okay. 
because yeah. we, you know, for example, uh, the last time we had a successful hacking attempt is because somebody, uh, their client, uh, one of our clients had their computer hacked and the hackers put sort of tracing software on it so they knew the username and the password wow. of my client. And they simply logged in with that username and password. <laughs> so we've put steps in place to prevent. So, you know, the client can post their username and password on on their Facebook page, but yeah. nobody can use it because we have the, you know, the, the extra level of security right. that, uh, that is, uh, you know, required. It's, it's so, yeah. 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 I heard something on the, on the radio the other day, talking about cybersecurity and they, and they, they compared it to going on holiday and leaving your front door wide open, you know, yeah. that's how important it is and how, yeah. you know, how obviously important it is. I thought and there's was- so many tricks that, uh, that they do. I mean, it's not just about, you know, uh, posting, you know, malicious messages, but it's about scams and in, you know, uh, yeah, there is just so much damage that can mm. be done. And mm. we've had websites where they had 300,000 links in the back end of the website. That was a, a WordPress site that we, uh, we took over from a client who, yeah. you know, who had a, a WordPress site hacked. Blimey. But trying to, you know, do away with the damage was very, very difficult. Yeah. So, you know, prevention is better than cure. And that's why we have, um, you know, systems that are yep. far more secure. I get it. And those ones. Oh, very good. Um, what, what do you like about it most, KJ? What, what's, what's your best day? Well, what, what, what gets you going out, out of bed? At- I think I like the fact that it's all project based. It's okay. never the same. You know, I come into the office and, you know, a day like today, I, I had a really good day yesterday. I cleared my inbox. I've got yeah. five emails left at the end of the day. <laughs> and uh, But you never know what comes in. So, no. you know, the phone could ring and it could be a new, you know, a new booking system or a new management system. It could be, you know, um, there was a day when uh, a client called up from an island in Scotland and they said, we, we have 220 uh, properties that we clean every, every uh, week for yeah. holidaymakers and we need a better system to manage that. That's and a great just, one. Isn't yeah, it? it's a great project. So, yeah. okay, we're going to, you know, and it's a case of really asking the questions. What mm. does it need to do? Who logs in? What what reports do you need? What do you use to for your bookkeeping? Can we link it to zero or whatever? Yeah. And uh, it's just, you know, it's then putting that vision into action. And, you know, my job would be to write the task list for my programming team so they know what they're doing. Okay. And then the key, the key thing is to meet with the client, have a Zoom meeting to say, okay, you know, here's what we've done so far. Mm. And just, uh, yeah, I think what I really enjoy is there's like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. You know, that, that yeah. to me means so much. Yeah, yeah. And then afterwards getting their feedback to say, you know, this has saved us so much time. Yeah. And that's what it's about. Satisfaction. Yes, they pay us, you know, a good fee, but it saves them so much time. It mm. reduces their stress levels and it just streamlines the business. And in most cases, you know, it basically means they can grow their business. Mm. Yeah. And a key thing that we found was we did uh, some years ago, we did a bit of research amongst cleaning companies. Oh, yes, yes. And uh, we, we called up about 100 cleaning companies um, that we'd found on Google Um and we asked them a few questions. One of the questions was, how many cleaners do you uh, employ and what software do you use? And this was really what we were interested in. What we found is there was, you know, 10, 20% said, you know, I'm just me or one or two other cleaners. And about 10% said, you know, we have, you know, many cleaners, 30, 40, 50. But nearly all of them, like 60, 70%, they said about a dozen. And they literally all said it, about a dozen. Yeah. So what is it about that dozen? Yeah. And uh, it was very simple. They had 12 cleaners. They had a part-time administrator. 
But when that administrator goes on holiday, the business just collapses because nobody knows what they're doing. Mm. The, the administrator is the one that really manages the business. And it is a limiting factor. They were using spreadsheets. They were using Google Diaries. But the administrator was always communicating to the, to the cleaners. And 12 was the maximum they could really cope with with a single administrator. Okay. So we... We then went back to the uh, the other ones that had grown beyond the 12 and said, you know, how did you grow beyond the 12? I said, well, we spent 20, 30,000 pounds in developing software to manage our work and to manage our bookings. Mm. And that really was what we were interested in. So logistically to move from that level yeah. to the next level, yeah. it just involves management software. Yeah. And so we have a package called Manage My Work okay. that just, you know that manages streamlines things for them makes yeah. it easier and so that could be worked on because there's a lot of businesses struggle with that transition from going from a certain level which is you know maybe a small to medium up to a medium to large perhaps um and that must be about systems in place of course isn't it so that's where you can help as well yeah. it doesn't have to be a cleaning company does it no it yeah. could be anything yeah. i mean yeah. you know we have a one of our biggest clients they they have um they sell security products and again our systems manage their business not just the e-commerce but the returns yeah everything yeah yeah the packaging slips everything yeah okay that opens it up for a lot of businesses to to get in touch with you that's right um so thanks kj it's great talking to you um learning all about your business um if anyone needs any any questions from kj or or any 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 information about websites or any help, then they can just get in touch, can't they? They do, uh, uh, yeah, they can come for a few rev- uh, review. Yeah. do um, free consultations. You'll get uh, at least a decent cup of coffee. <laughs> That's important. Uh, or tea if you uh, are that way inclined. Yeah. And, uh, and even a free pen these days. Yeah, look, I've got one today, look. It's a good pen. <laughs> um, so there's no excuse no, to, uh, to get in touch. Exactly, yeah. And all KJ's details are on the Brilliant Businesses website as well, so you can contact him through us. Um, so thanks again, KJ. Good to see you. And um, we'll see you for another podcast soon, perhaps. Hopefully. Thank you. Take care. Bye.